welcome to another episode of the Nintendo Entertainment Podcast. I am Triforce Todd. Join me today is Wario Will. Yeah, welcome to the last podcast here in 2022. Can you believe that? Yeah, the last podcast of 2022. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, it's been so long now, and like now another year down. Jeez, man, where did the time go? I honestly have no idea. Like, I was, I was specifically telling this to my mom, like, how are we almost at Christmas? And now it's how are we almost at new year's <laughs> like christmas is gone christmas was days ago now like days i tell you days! right right no one more Mariah, Mariah carry thank god thank <laughs> my, I, no, joke, no joke during christmas or the day before my father had to explain to my mother why mariah carey was on our television set uh, <laughs> christmas stuff and he goes well she he's she's become like the face of the season i'm like yeah and an infinite internet meme yeah. So, it's, it's just it's funny yeah her and michael bluebley uh, <laughs> yeah and the man talking about bluebley's is of course phil kitscott hello i'm just uh, excited the snow's gone here oh uh, yeah so uh. first and foremost i do hope all of you survived <laughs> okay so i want to talk about like the 12 hours between the last podcast and, uh, and what happened after so the day of the podcast for me, it was 30 degrees down to 18, down to 12. And then when I was recording the podcast with the guys, it was it was about zero. And my mother had told me it was going to be like negative 32 on Friday. I didn't believe her. I need to learn to listen to my mother because when I woke up the next morning, not I was so cold in my apartment, which has only a space heater, which is literally right next to me right now. Uh, my hands could barely type; like they were freezing right before my eyes. All right, and so I literally ran out of my house when possible and my parents said that i could stay at their place for the next few days which i totally did and was totally the right move because it was negative 32 degrees because of wind chill and that wind was howling okay like i'm talking like it was swooped up dorothy and, and the rest of the characters of the wizard of oz all right i know some of you won't get that reference and i acknowledge <laughs> that i'm old but it's a great reference so look out <clears throat> but it was cold friday and saturday and sunday monday wasn't too bad and now today uh, Thursday, time was recording, it's 54 degrees outside. It went from negative 32 to 54 in a week. Mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. Is, that is an Arctic, that is a, uh, Arctic snap, ladies and gentlemen. It sucks. It's definitely been an ice winter. Mm-hmm, uh-huh. But thankfully... An ice winter? Yes. I mean, thankfully, we, we all came out of a no prop. Most of it, no problem. I mean, th- I mean, I can't imagine how it wasn't like in, in the upper upstate. Like, I know Buffalo had like a major snowfall in, in, in New York. So, yeah, it was just <laughs> it was bad last week. But thankfully, it it warmed up pretty nicely, ironically. Yeah, I I don't get it, but thankfully it did warm up because I hate the snow, and my parents are gonna be you know uh, going to on a trip this weekend to help out with my family, and uh, yes, we all were, we all were safe. It was just it was just such crazy weather. You know, then that that low and the winds just wouldn't stop. And pretty sure I said stop. Yes, it would stop. The winds were terrible. (laughs) But but we do hope you had a good Christmas and we're able to stay inside for most of it. And uh, as we head to this new year, we're going to have a lot of fun and reflection on this episode of NEP. But first, what have you been playing? last because i have a feeling i have the most to talk about <laughs> so mm-hmm. Scott, how would you go 
All righty. So you're going to hate me for this, but I did not, in fact, play Xenoblade Chronicles 3 while I was away from Big home. Big surprise. Get out. Get out. You have, you have, uh, it is the end of the year. I am out of patience with both of you. Get out. I did, however, uh, do a replay of Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories instead because wow. I wanted to test it on the Steam Deck. Oh, see, well, now you, uh, okay. now you just failed in even more because in one of the <clears throat> chain of memories you bust out your gba and you play it on there because that is the only version of chain of memories that i acknowledge <laughs> pixel graphics for life <laughs> I, I play the pixel one on vita better terrible, <laughs> but better but the vita has a much better screen than the gba but the vita <laughs> that's a lie ah. <laughs> anyway, continue with your lies and, and slander <clears throat> But I will say it was kind of a long time coming because it always reminds me of when I was a teenager back in the day when Kingdom Hearts was like my life and everything Stop. was Kingdom Hearts. Stop that. Back in my day when <laughs> I'm older than you, so stop making me feel even older than I already am. I'm sorry. I, I need to get the story out so you understand why I had to play Chain of Memories again. <laughs> but... um. So Kingdom Hearts in Japan had a bunch of re-releases and new releases for Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2 and Kingdom Hearts Re-Chain of Memories. And us in the Americas just had Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 and then the GBA Chain of Memories for, like, the longest time. Until, I think it was, like, 2009 in the end of November, when they finally announced that they're going to give us the re chain of memories port. It was something that I was following in Japan for the longest amount of time. And I finally had it. It was like the game I played nonstop for like months. And so it was around December and it always reminds me that I want to do a replay almost every December and I didn't do it this year. Uh, okay. 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 And so I did my replay this year. <laughs> <laughs> That's the story behind kingdom hearts, re chain of memories. <laughs> Look, uh, the, the, I know the Kingdom Hearts games get a lot of flack, but Chain of Memories, especially when I played on the GBA, was so good. Like, it advanced the story in meaningful ways. It gave us the ability to play as Riku for the first time. Yes. Namine was a great character. I love, yes. I, I love learning about Organization 13, or the, the beginnings of Organization 13, I, I suppose. Um, you know, and for, and to think about it, for the true sequel to be go for the PS2 to the Game Boy Advance. Like, that was huge. Yes, it was. Yeah. It was weird, and GameStop employees had to constantly tell people about it. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and that's, that, that's honest, that's sidetracked, but that was honestly one of the things that made me mad about Kingdom Hearts 3 not being native to the Switch, because between uh, Chain of Memories, uh, 358 days divided by 2, uh, Recoded, okay, who really liked Recoded, but still... I liked One World and we recoded, but that Fair was it. <laughs> and then Dream Drop Distance, we the Nintendo brand has carried that franchise for so dang long. All right, while well, we waited for Kingdom Hearts 3 to finally come out, and we don't even get it natively. We get the cloud version. Like mean. The cloud version is still depressing. Exactly. <laughs> but no, I oh, and here's here's a fun fact for you. This is the absolute truth. I once did a communion meditation on my church based on Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories. I respect that. Yeah. It was because of a line that I'll forever remember. It was, 
to find is to lose and to lose is to find. And I wove that into the community <laughs> meditation. And apparently I did like a mic drop moment when I did that because my minister called me up afterward when I got home and goes, Todd, I just want to say like, that was a fantastic community <laughs> meditation. And then I, tried to, then I tried to double dip and go into the Riku side of the story. And I don't think it landed as well. <laughs> But I got the first one. <laughs> That's all that matters. That's all that matters. This is a true story. I was like, I, I totally did that, and like no one saw it coming. You never see it coming. Oh, okay. uh, but yeah, like I love Chain of Memories. It's one of, if not my favorite, Kingdom Hearts game, like by far. Yes, <clears throat> it's it's up there with two and Birth by Sleep for me. I don't. I those three are like always my top three. I just don't know when I where they are in the top three. <laughs> yeah, I I have not had the chance to play Birth by Sleep because a I didn't have any of the PS uh, the PlayStation handhelds, which is you know smart, and yeah. <laughs> burn, and I haven't gotten like the collections nor the cloud versions, so I I I have only had to I've only heard about what the game is about, like the characters like Terra and Aqua and all of them, Benitas, uh, <laughs> such, such such great names that easily roll off <laughs> easily easily. <laughs> Ugh. All right, anything else besides your uh, memory-filled replay? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's basically about it. I didn't get a lot of time to play because I was spending a lot of time waiting on stuff to not happen. Because of the whole ice and winter storm, our train never actually arrived, so we were waiting there for like Dude. seven hours. It's great. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just had to drive to my parents' house anyways, so that was a useful train. <laughs> Oof. Alright then. Will, how about you? Uh personally for me this this past Christmas weekend, like it's there's only one thing that I'm what I've been focusing on. That was indeed Splatoon 3. And yeah, thankfully the grind to getting up to I actually filled up the catalog. I'm I'm currently filled up I'm level at one hundred, so I'm I'm done with the catalog. Don't have to do anything more Splatoon if I unless wanna be go back to summon runs or the Splatfest coming up um next next week at time recording but yeah like just finally finish up catalogs so and i can go back into uh other games like fall guys and of course going back to my backlog which uh yeah just i just want to say what right now this recent co collaboration with fall guys they had freaking encanto they managed to actually snag a disney co collaboration <laughs> i mean aside from the the nightmare before christmas and all that they actually managed to snag encanto and yes, they also include Bruno in, in this costume, so... Oh, of course. But we can't talk about it. <laughs> so, yeah, like, that was an interesting co uh, collaboration I reviewed today. So, eh, I just like that. So, eventually I'll probably be going back into um, Fall Guys just to, like, see if I want to go fill out that, that battle pass and get, and get SpongeBob if I want to. So, there's that. And, of course, naturally, just been continuing on with regard to a little bit of, of Fire Emblem Heroes, which they have reviewed the New Year's e the New Year's banner, which, huh, okay. I mean, obviously, they're going to be continuing on with their OCs of Heroes with Ash. Um, uh, I forgot, but, but the fact they have Duo, Embla, and, and uh, Asker, like, holy <laughs> moly. I mean, fine that they're cute it's cute so and apparently one of the best majors out there so definitely a duo here if you want to pull for her for those two then by all means and I, of course i reckon it will be coming out on new year's day so if you want to pull them that's fine and all that dandy um uh so some dads yeah just i don't know <laughs> this week has been more or less kind of been like I, I, unfortunately work has been kind of drab 
dragging me down a little bit so i just want to like yeah like okay go to sleep get some sleep and like yeah i'm getting that old now so but i do want to go and like at least try to like touch upon the of course like um xenoblade chronicles 3 2 bayonetta 3 i mean so much games now i really need to get, get a touch on that so but yeah overall it's been fairly light but i will eventually will have to definitely get back into um those backup as well as actually ha- oh, one more thing is I actually have to uh, touch a little bit more of mass effect uh, legendary edition and which i'm t- currently taking on the, the dlc mission of the uh, uh, fallen sky like the whole me asteroid Ooh, thing and yes yeah i finally get why people hate them at the marco <laughs> i finally understand now you can understand our pain join us will join us in our misery the marco <laughs> like what were they thinking it's like i, I couldn't remember how it was back in the 360 i'm, I'm like glad the ps4 Run smoothly, but jeez, the ways the Marco, the controls, like, jeez, I, I play RC cars like for easier controller than this. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it, on yeah. the 360 and on like the OG PC of release, it was a uh, much much worse. <laughs> oh man, I can't imagine. <laughs> so yeah, doing that mission right now. So uh, okay, okay, so not bad, not bad. So yeah, continuing on my, my slow truck and um, aspect one. So overall, it's just, it has been generally a light week for me. Just again, Splatoon three has been a, my main bread and butter. So that's what I've been playing. <laughs> Must complete. <laughs> yep, now it is complete, so I don't want to, I just have to worry about Splatfest now, or Salmon Runs. <laughs> yeah, thank you for reminding me, Will, because I honestly forgot about the Splatfest, given all that's going on. So we're going to be playing Double Duty next week, because we got to talk about the Cell and Splat and the Nintendo Draft. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. True. That is true. That is true. <laughs> so, it, it, it's going to be a busy week. All right. All right. Uh, for me... Uh, I have been playing one. Okay, I've been playing Faye, obviously, but mo- mostly I have been playing Persona 5 Royal because, as predicted, I got it for Christmas. If I wasn't, I was going to buy it that day. And then say, like, what the heck, mom? I gave you-, you had one job! <laughs> if I told you like, the whole list of things that they got me for Christmas, I didn't ask for like any of it except for Persona. And so I was like, you, could- you got me all the stuff that I didn't ask for, but you couldn't give me the game that I did. Anyway, but they, they got it, so good for her. But uh, from Sunday at about, to be generous here, about 3 o'clock to now, uh, time of recording, I have put basically 30 hours into the game. <laughs> now, I want to add some caveats into this, because this was an atypical week for me outside of Christmas. Uh, m- most of my jobs are like on hiatus currently because of the holiday season. So usually I would wake up in the morning and then I go do some work and then I by the time it gets like about two o'clock I either take a small break or I, I have more work piled on to me. I ha I ever since Saturday, I've basically been off with the, like some very light smattering of work. So I get to wake up in the morning, go back to get oh sorry, get breakfast, go back to sleep, wake back up and go, Oh, I have nothing to do. Let's play Persona for for, for three hours. And I will do exactly that. All right. <laughs> then, I'll, then I'll check my computer, see if I needed to do anything. If I did, needed some writing done, like I wrote a, a comic script today, it was, I think it turned out well. And then I'm like, oh, I'm done. Let's see, what should I do now? Oh, I'm going to go play Persona. I haven't done this in so long. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even play Pokemon this dedicated just because of uh, other work things that were going on. Because uh, I was that busy. I mean, I still put in 30 hours by the end of my two-week period. Two-week period to get my review done. I, I was less than two weeks, but still. Uh, like, I haven't put this much time to the game since probably Xenoblade. 
I had to ex ask for an extension on that because of a Comic Con I was at, and I, I just needed more time. And I put like over 60 hours into that, if I recall correctly. So it just feels so good <laughs> to just be a gamer for a week. You know, just like, oh, I'm going to play a game for three hours and recharge a little bit, then play for another three hours. Yep, 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 yep. It reminds me of my youth. See, I sound old. <laughs> Don't say sound that. So Don't old. say that. All right, but of course, what do I feel about Persona 5 uh, Royal? Well, obviously, if I've, been, if I've played it for 30 hours in five days, clearly I'm enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> it gets you, man. It gets now, you. And the best part for me, the best part for me is I think they paced it perfectly. Like they 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 slowly get build you up. They help you understand everything. They don't like throw all the characters at you all at once. Like you have to slowly build your party, which is fine. Uh, and they while you will get an overwhelmed feeling, it's because you're you're trying to do everything at once, everything right. everywhere right. all at once, and that's fine. <laughs> not. Uh, you know, you're trying to build up your bonds. You're trying to max out your stats. You're trying to you know have fun and uh do like the little things to make you like real life <laughs> yeah like like real life exactly and the, the game is a great life sim simulator in its own right with of course anime jrpg antics uh it, it's it's a lot of fun like even even before i, I was came out of the podcast uh i i was playing for a few hours and I'm like okay i gotta do this gotta do this oh i got a text oh they they might be ready for a bond session okay do i check can i can i grow my bond with them right now or do i have to wait because some of them you have to wait that sucks because i'm like what do i have to do to grow the bond with you and then i <laughs> buy gifts but i can't give it to them for some reason like i looked it up and i know how to give it to them but they won't let me I'm like wait guys with me so um qu quick question yeah. you have been using matching personas with your links right yes well what i can Obviously, because you have to, you have to capture the persona. You have to have the persona. <laughs> yeah. So like, for, so like for a uh, Sojiro, I thought I had his uh, Hirio, Hirio, Hierophant, 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 and I didn't. I thought for sure I did. I didn't until finally I got one, and I'm going to use that to slowly build up his rank. But then you have to wait until August to further that that rank. So that's fine. And then another one you need to have like a charm at four to get the next level. So that's fine. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah. got to work on that. And it's. It shouldn't be this fun to try and live another person's life, but you know, life finds a way, and I'm really enjoying this. But the another best thing for me is it's not afraid to tell mature stories like this. Oh, for sure, for sure. It's, um, it's rated M for mature for a dang good reason. All right, I mean, aside for the swearing, but they deal with things that are both incredibly horrifying and yet completely believable. So, spoilers yep. for a five-year-old game just warning you the first main palace you go to is for a pe teacher who is a former olympian and he abuses everybody because he thinks he can't and he he mainly he specifically likes to abuse the female students in ways that i'm not going to mention because i don't mm -hmm. like i don't like those words coming out of my mouth but you're like oh that's just you know a video game thing you know that's just a story to sell it. no we know that happens in the real world like it happens like, yeah, it yes. happens. There have been huge scandals about that, including uh, like with the U.S. Olympic Olympic team, if you recall. And so, like, and they're not afraid to show the trauma that this causes these people, these students, and everyone around them. And I love that. I I, I don't love the, the subject matter per se because it's very dark stuff. Okay, if you if you were uh, what's the right word? If if 
if you're kind of a reserved person and you don't want to know or talk about these things, you probably wouldn't like this game. But I appreciate them going for that kind of realistic thing. And remember, this game was made in 2017, and mm -hmm. the themes mm -hmm. in it are ever resounding in 2022. They're, like, there's stuff about like fake news and abuse and uh, abusing power and politics. And it's it's so deep. It's it, it definitely. It definitely captures the theme of like again the, the time period, especially when they first re re uh, revealed the, the game of like, do you want emancipation? Like again, the, being locked down by society and all that, which again everybody can definitely relate to some degree or another. And like even like again, this was like coming from Persona Four, which was a, a bit more of a lighthearted story. Still had murder, but it was a much more lighthearted. <laughs> a lighthearted story. Light story that happened. Lighthearted murder. murder. It's like it was a Scooby Doo murder. Kind, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> And then of course Persona Three, which I I love. Persona Three dearly. is just like it was dark the best chocolate dark. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. I have yeah, I think that's probably the best analogy. But yeah, Persona Five is like as you said, they don't shy away. It gets through like some pretty like dark dark stuff, and it it it, it just works. I mean, again, it 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 understands its players. It understands. Yeah. I I just got through a conversation, and I'm, I'm actually going to reach for my Switch right now because I want to. I want to recite this verbatim because when it happened, I'm like, oh my god, they seriously just did that conversation. All right. So there's a character named Makoto. She's a student council president, and you you see her originally as like you know total A type. You know, she's doing it because she's teacher's pet. Yeah, yeah, and I want to get a yes. recommendation. She's handpicked by the principal, and and you know she's expected to do everything and blah blah blah. And her, her sister uh, is a district attorney, and you, you know also a type. You know we gotta do this. You know, and she's basically good points. But then they had this conversation. <clears throat> you don't have to do a single thing, and you're you're provided food, clothes, and a home. Isn't it about time you grew up and acknowledged our situation? Right now, you're useless to me. All you yep. do is eat away at my life, and I'm like, oh my god! Yes! I'm talking about a Freudian slip, or... <laughs> so they have a fun relationship. <laughs> yeah, and, and to be clear, she apologized right afterwards, but it's just like, you can't tell me that that doesn't happen in real life where parents or siblings have all this pressure on them, and they're expected to live up to these impossible... Uh, expectations I, I, I didn't want to say expectations again but yes impossible expectations to where you know you have to do this or oh you know your sister or your father or your mother or your uncle or whatever like they would have gotten this done like that's something the principal says to makoto and i i understand that from a personal perspective because i had a sister who was you know straight a's you know got a scholarship and my father is known by many in our in our community and at multiple points i was you know carl's son or ashley's brother <laughs> And I'm like, I, I hated that. And so I strive to be my own person. But for some reason, that's not an option because of the pressure upon them. And But it, the game is, is, is so much fun. It really is. I, I'm really enjoying it. My biggest complaint currently, aside mm -hmm. from the stress I have of trying to max out my stats and okay, okay, get okay. the bonds that I, I want to get, because there are certain bonds I absolutely want to get maxed out, Um they may not may or may not be with female characters. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not saying that's the case. <laughs> I'm not saying that I, I, I basically fell in love with some of the characters on site. You know, that would be that would be very, you know, unlike me, very stereotypical. Uh, dear host, this is persona. Everyone, <laughs> including VTubers and everyone and their mothers love these characters on site. You're not you're not you're well, not gonna... on. I didn't love all the characters. One of the characters I absolutely hate is Yasuke. 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 <laughs> 
could talk about. I mean, of course, voiced by the great Matthew Mercer, and like, granted, yes, that whole savant artist of like, oh, but I was, I, but I have used, I bought up all my sweets. I don't have anything about my budget. Jeez, the way he's like, yeah, I, granted. I, I hate this guy for for a very basic reason. Um, not he's kind, not, he's kind of an idiot, which usually I wouldn't mind because you know Ryuji's an idiot, but you would you adore Ryuji because you know, <laughs> Ryuji's he, a lovable. He was earnest. Yeah, <laughs> was he, earnest. He, he tries. You know, he he was thrown. He was he wasn't <clears throat> born on the wrong side of the tracks. He was thrown on the wrong side of the tracks, and you sympathize with him. I have no sympathy for Yusuke outside of what happened with his mother and the painting situation, but he acts like what he thinks is the right way the world works, which is doesn't that make him a bad guy? Like case in point with Anne, he wants to paint her which fine she's she's pretty you know what she can serve as a muse we all get that but a mission in the game is that Anne has to go strip for yusuke to be a nude model for him she's underage and as is he and at first he's like oh no i'm just doing it for art and then she I, she doesn't play strip for the record thank god but uh she starts stripping and he starts to waver in those thoughts i'm like yeah you really didn't think this out did you and thankfully nothing happened, but then later on he leaves his mentor's place because that was the bad guy, and he goes, oh, I, I think I'll just go live with Anne. I'm like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Like, he is very in his own world. That's no. that's the best way to describe it. Yeah. He's in his own world. Yeah, my, my problem with that was not just the character, but the timing, because we just got done with the... Uh, crap, I just lost his name. The Sada... Sada dang it. The, mm -hmm. the, the gym, the Tommy Sada or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, Kamishida, I, no. Yes. Ka, Ka, yeah. Uh, Kamishida, Kamishida. Yes. <laughs> I've been saying his name for days because <laughs> good reference, and now I can't. It's remember just the Japanese, man. Yeah, I get you. Kam Kamishida. We just had the thing about you know abusing women and you know, you know, them being forced to do certain things, and then we're making light of what Anne was going through. I'm like. Didn't we just have this lesson? Third or fourth mission that you know you can get you can kind of excuse like oh yeah they're just kind of poking fun but like this was like right after and like guys we we just talked about this all right like literally like anyway but the the game is fun I'm enjoying it um I can't wait to dive back into it I probably I might not get into it tonight but it will definitely will tomorrow and. This, if I was to review it right now, it'd be like a 4.5 or a 5, because it's just so much fun. And it's never, good. I've never played a Shin Megami Tensei game before, and I've never played uh, Persona before, and I'm just, I'm just amazed by how great this game is. But this is also mm -hmm. the reason why Persona 5 was the one that opened the door, if you will, to all these other gamers, because it was so good, you couldn't help but be drawn in. Right, 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 and and of course it it lets oh funny enough let open to the door of the the Persona Four and Persona Three coming up in January yes. on January twentieth. So, so yeah, it's just kind of that like yeah, it's just open the door. And I, I I'm sorry, I gotta ask you, uh, dear host, who yeah. who are you in the gunning for? Well, um, well, usually I don't use my guns. I use my personas, and I just wipe out the the. Field. You have a gun, and you have a, a grenade launcher. Come on, you have it's like come on. But I digress. Oh, oh, oh! Uh, that would be something that would be to you. Oh. But I digress. <laughs> You're spoiling parts four. Yeah. <laughs> there are guns. I guess I know there are the guns are there. Yes. I, know. I just said I had guns. I use my guns to shoot down the first the enemy persona. So what are you asking me? Well, what, what a gun for? A gun for everyone who's on my who's my opponent. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm basically gonna say like, yeah, who's the top tier wife? Because I know you said like, uh, yeah, every, everyone loves loves the Kenny. There's no doubt that everybody whoever plays they love the Kenny. But who 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 you gonna gonna gun for regardless? I, I won't lie to Kenny does interest me. Uh, I like her personality, and I mean that I like her personality. <laughs> right? I think right. All right. Okay. Fun side story, uh, when Attack of the Show, rest in peace, was on the air, Fiona Nova, who's a well-known lesbian, she she talked about Persona 5, and she's like, yeah, I was into Takemi the first time I saw her. Who isn't? Who isn't? And it was just hilarious. <laughs> and so, uh, but I'm not going to say who my pick is, because I still, you know, it's still up in the air, and I haven't met all the female characters yet. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. I, mean, I just got Makoto, just to, show, just to tell you where I'm at in the game, only at the third palace, which is still, you know, I, I feel like I've gotten so far, and yet I know there's so far to go. Uh, <laughs> like, I know, for example, don't spoil anything, Will, but I know that we go all the way to December, and I'm only in June. So that's, that's, okay. that's many months worth of content. I can't wait. But I do feel a connection to this one woman. I, I don't know why. It might be her looks. It might be per personality. But you could say she was... It's uh, Anne. No. Actually, I don't have an attraction to Anne. I, I, really? I mean that literally. If you let me finish my joke... Um, I, I don't know if it's her looks, or I don't know if it's her personality, but you could say she was, uh, made for me. Moving on. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, 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 gotcha. All right, but yes, if you haven't played Persona 5, uh, and you've been wanting, if you're wondering, I get my full recommendation. I'm not even, I'm, I'm not, I'm sure I'm not even halfway done, and I'm having such a blast with this game. It's totally one where you can replay a lot and just see where you can go with the, you know, min-maxing and persona getting and all that and it's a blast so go try it out on switch on steam on other consoles whatever go go make atlas more money all right it's, it's <laughs> everywhere it's literally everywhere yes let atlas make more money so we can get the other two persona games yeah can we, can I, I do want to note one thing mm. and this is this is a thing we could say for lots of game companies but i honestly feel bad for atlas because they have to top this <laughs> <laughs> like, think about Persona 3 was good. Like, I heard it was good. Persona 4 was, like, the peak, but it was also still a cult classic then. Persona 5 was the game that everyone talked about. You know, Game of the Year nominee. It's a reference for everything. I kid you not, even before playing the game, Persona 5 was a reference for this comic I'm making because of the visual style. Like, that was how impactful it was. I even used the Joker reveal trailer for Smash Brothers as a reference of what, what I wanted. But they have to top this. That's got. That's gonna be hard to do. Maybe that's why we haven't gotten Persona Six uh, reveal. Not, not yet. Like not they're yet. still developing. If anything else, and of course, naturally with spinoff titles, um, I think that's kind. Of, that's why they're giving having some breathing room with the re-release of Persona Three, and Persona Four. So Persona Six, yeah, give it maybe two more years. I'll probably get a teaser of some sort. But so, but yeah, to top it off like this, um, I mean, if again with the creators like Shoji. No, I think it's no, I think Shoji Maguro left Atlas because they want to be to uh, independence. So there's definitely some factors there, but who knows? Like w w eventually, when they um, announce Persona Six, then yeah, obviously we're gonna eat it up and see how it's gonna be. It's gonna live up to the hype. But again, this is this, that is that. Yeah. So, but again, loving Persona Five, go play it. All right. Now we're gonna get to the news because there's only been a little bit of news, but it's it's still something. Some, some fun stuff to talk about. So it's time to go down the warp pipe. And first, actually, I want to hold off. I would say I almost said uh, down into the palace, but that would be 
bad because that's a, that's a distorted world and I don't want to go into a dark place right now. So <laughs> just saying, unless there's treasure there, because then it gets steal. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> all right, this first one, we're gonna be honest. We're talking about this because it's a non-story. It is a non-story, ladies and gentlemen. But everyone was hyping it up like it was some big thing. All right, Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. Do we have new information on it? Not really. Do we have a trailer? No. A new trailer, I should say. A new trailer? No. Do we have new character reveals? No. So why are we talking about it? Because on a picture that's circulating the internet, there is a shot of the main cover with the Nintendo Switch Online logo. And that's it. Oh! Yep. Yeah. Oh, it has Switch Online functionality. And? that that That's it? That's it. That's, That's it? all we got, That's and it. people were just completely <laughs> like, "Oh, it is the coming, is a coming flood in a drought of news." Like, dude, it's just <laughs> a logo. Say, okay, Nintendo Switch Online is gonna have some sort of um functionality with Tears of the Kingdom. That's it. Not nothing about like amiibo support. Nothing about like, oh, we can actually have multiplayer Legend of Zelda. Nothing of that sort. It's just Nintendo Switch Online, and yet people are really scraping off the bottom of the barrel on this one. It's like. Really? I mean, I get it. You're parched. You're thirsty. But really? Come on. Yeah. Um, look, it, it could just be a DLC thing. Remember, we had to download the, what was it, the, the Champions Quest? Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Battle yeah. of Champions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Battle, yeah, Battle of the Champions and, and the, the Master Trials. Master Trials, that was it. The Master Trials and Champion, Battle of Champions. Like that, you need a Nintendo Switch Online for that. So it could just be that. It's like, oh, you'll, you'll need it to get a DLC. I have no doubt there'll be a DLC for this game. You know? And there's going to be, obviously, updates, right? And where do you get the updates? Nintendo Switch Online. So, look, 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 ladies and gentlemen, we get it. This is, like, the most anticipated game of next year, as proven by the Game Awards. Smile. <laughs> thumbs down. One um, good thing it did, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, it did do a few good things, but it was like, um, what's that? What do you mean Christopher Judge is still talking? He's not even on the show! How is he still- Never mind. Uh, also, did you see that tweet where they acknowledged he had the longest speech in Game Awards history? Well, no kidding! <laughs> oh, you don't say. Yeah. <laughs> I might die! I'm not surprised! Uh, it, was seven, it was seven minutes long. It felt so much longer. <laughs> it felt so much. Anyway. Uh, but, you know. We know that we're we're wanting more information, meaningful information, but this isn't it, <laughs> okay? This isn't it. Now, when there, when that major statue, like the the Link statue that they showed in Japan, came spread around, they showed Link's arm with like the the green glow and all of that. That was meaningful because it's like, what's wrong with Link's arm? What abilities will this grant? Like these are meaningful questions. Ooh, we had the Nintendo Switch Online logo. That's not meaningful. <laughs> like stop it. Get some help. All right, now let's go to a real story. It's actually a two-part story. It's about Daddy Sakurai. Always good stories. Always good stories. <laughs> We're going to start off with more talk about his cat. So, no, I'm just <laughs> Darn it. You, you, know, you know he's going to drop another cat story. Another cat I can't story. wait. I cannot wait. Please, God, wait for that. that that's the most anticipated sequel of my life. <laughs> <laughs> but not Avatar, but it's already grossed over a billion dollars. I already saw Avatar. I can't no longer anticipate it anymore. Good point. <laughs> I still need to see Puss in Boots. <laughs> what did what, you think of Way of Water? I thought it was good, but it definitely, uh, you could feel the length. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've said that about a few, minute, a few movies this year. 
Uh, <laughs> like, for example, Thor Love and Thunder. That should have been like a minute long. Zing! Moving on. <laughs> All right, but with uh, Daddy Sakurai, he revealed a couple things this, this past week, and they're fascinating. First and foremost, the big one that you've all have heard about, he's semi-retired. Semi. Okay, I'm, I'm making that clear. Semi. All right? Like, that, that's it. He's only semi-retired. He's not done. He's just semi-retired. He talked about this in an in, interview with uh, Den, Den, Den Famini. Dengeki Famitsu, I believe, yeah. Thank you, Will. Uh, I mean, no, thank you, Will. But, yeah, he talked with them, and he noted that between the time period, oh, sorry, the work period of the last two Smash Brothers games, which is Switch and Wii U 3DS, he worked basically for nine years straight. That's a long time. Yeah, that's a pretty long work period. Yeah, he literally said that if he had kept working, his life would be over, like, in the literal sense. And we all know the story about him working with an IV in his arm, and we were, like, begging him to take a break, all right? And remember, that's the main games and the DLC, because both of those games had DLC packages. So, yeah, that was a lot. But he says he's semi-retired. He's fine with it. He's still going to make games, though we have no idea what he's making. And so I'm, I'm happy for him. If he feels that semi-retired is the way to go to help him live a better life, have fun with his cat, and yet still make games that he wants to, by all means. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah, just hearing, like... He's not out of the game, but the fact that he is officially taking off his time off after um, Smash Ultimate is just like, yeah, good. And again, he has a side career of uh, actually having his of his own YouTube channel of being like a, the mentor figure, giving up these like mini bite-sized videos as well as his cat. So I mean, by all means, I'm just happy that this is the direction he's going for. And like, I know there's also like. He even talks to other people like Harada, other developers as well in in these. Um, outside of his um his his time aside from his, his channel so yeah overall i'm just very happy for daddy sakurai just like living the life right now <laughs> yeah i'm really excited that he's doing what he really needs to do to just keep himself you know able to do what he loves but also to also be alive to do what he loves yep 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 we like yeah we we lost the water already we we don't need any more godfather figures to go yet we really lost too much already this year <laughs> And this actually leads into the second part of the story, which I thought was perfectly timed with this interview. I'm sure it wasn't meant to be timed with this interview, but Sakurai talked about what is Sora? Well, if you <laughs> must know, Sora is a baggy-panted, uh, spiky-haired <laughs> kid who gets a Keyblade. But why does he get the Keyblade? Okay, well, it has to start with Venatos. And I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> it's a long time ago. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, he talked about Sora LTD and explained what the company is. And I love this one. This is easily in my top five of his videos because I had no idea. I thought that this was literally his company that he ran because, remember, this was the company behind Kid Icarus Uprising. I thought, oh, he has his own team and he makes games and blah, blah, blah. No, actually. He's his own person. Like, literally. That's it. He is the company. He is Sora LTD. And it came because of a, uh, a law that happened in Japan back in the, like, the 90s or whatever. And he just decided to keep his name, the, the company, going, even though he was the only person there. And technically, Daddy Sakurai does not work for Nintendo. He works with Nintendo as a contractor. Yes, right, 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 right. Daddy Sakurai, yes, I'm going to keep saying Daddy Sakurai. It's stuck in my brain now. Uh, Daddy Sakurai is an indie developer, <laughs> technically. Because he is hired by other companies like Nintendo 
to direct games like Kid Icarus or Smash Brothers or some of the uh, Kirby and some of the others that he's done over his lifetime. I found that so fascinating. I just I never would have thought of, of Sakurai being you know technically indie because he is, but because you associate it with Nintendo, always, always Nintendo. Kirby, Kid Icarus, Smash Brothers. It's Sakurai. He's Nintendo. No, but uh, the fact that he's not. <laughs> he's not again. He's he's Sora Limited, so yeah. he's he's his own man. He's his own company. So now, now yeah, does that a lot of people ever see just like a random PC release yeah. from something from Sora. <laughs> if Sora Limited does something on PC, by all means, I think that would break the internet. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, and I just I found this so fascinating, and I also love that he said multiple times, "Do not send me resumes. I am not hiring. <laughs> I will not hire anyone." <laughs> gaming for that I was like wait he works alone he might need some help i'll send him my resume no don't do that he will imagine not how many people are now sending resumes because he said not to yeah well, uh, <laughs> it's the internet of course gonna send resumes whether you <laughs> oh, like he, what he likes he it or not about me scott he didn't <laughs> think about me he met the other people the generic people you know, the, the non clearly the non-worthy people you know so my palace will be me as a as the dominant game developer <laughs> begging me to work with them you know that kind of a thing so but i just this is why i love these videos because he has he gives these revelations and insights that we just never would have thought of otherwise he did a great one on sound design recently i thought it was so fascinating but uh yeah he's an indie guy and he's even admitted that there are times when he's like, I would like to have a bigger team, but I'm okay with where I am right now. And then the other thing, which I think shows his benevolence above all else, he doesn't get paid until the game is done. He wants to share the risk with the developers, like the higher-up developers who also don't get paid until the game is released, so that he shares in the risk with them, so that they know that he is going to give his all because he'd like to get paid. Think about how well off he must be to do that. Because we couldn't do that. We, we, the people, like most of us, could not do that. Wait three years to get paid. No. That would be disastrous. <laughs> but Sakurai can do that. Yeah, to have He's that either really good at budgeting or he does have a good savings account. Well, well right, he only lives right. with his cat, so. I mean, he's married, <laughs> last I recall, so. Oh, I did like... not know that. So yeah, I found from the cat was like man, I don't know, like of course with his car, like of course there's a lot of things. For, I mean, again with his track record as it is, no doubt about it, he is mostly sick on some serious capital, no doubt. Ever, ever since we're like obviously with um collaborating with Watt and all that. Yeah, I'm sure so, Smash Brothers gave gave him a lot of uh excess funds for that kind of a thing. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Ah, uh, so. Sakurai, thank you for this interesting pieces of knowledge. We are glad you are happy as a semi-retired person, and we wish you the best. Please give us Fire Emblem or Kid Icarus sequel. Moving on! <laughs> Honestly, at this point, I don't. I, I feel like we're going to get Smash Brothers, but it won't be until, like, the next generation, which is fine. <laughs> no, let, let him make something else in the meantime. He, he deserves it. Uh, okay, this one, this one's probably going to be the bulk of our news talk. There was a poll that happened in Japan recently, and about, I think they said like 1,500 people uh, were a part of it, and they asked what video game franchises, not Nintendo video game franchises, but video game franchises in general, would you like to see get an anime adaptation? This is, of course, perfectly tied because of what's happening with Nier Automata, which I believe just got a trailer recently, Will? Uh, yes, like many uh, trailers of like the main cast, uh, which will be uh, be releasing this uh, next month, if I recall correctly. Yeah. So, 
it's it's a I'm I was curious about this. I'm like, okay, this is interesting. I'm sorry, it was 1,600 votes, and like 70% of them were female fans, which I which I I appreciate because of what's coming up. The two, the top two, the top two were Splatoon and Xenoblade Chronicles. (laughs) Heck yeah! First of all, first of all, Will, you can say it with me. So I see you are a person of culture. But we've, we've talked about potential Nintendo animes in the past here on NEP. We talked about like Smash Brothers, Metroid, Fire Emblem. And to see them say like, hey, let's get Splatoon and Xenoblade, A, shows the popularity of those two franchises in Japan. And B, shows the potential that fans see in these series as an anime in potentia. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, it... Like we, uh, as we said many times prior, prior, and even I said we're going to the Splatoon anime. Like again, you can easily make like a, a multi-series, like a la Pokemon. Like oh, different situations. Oh, I even go a little bit of the lore of of uh, Splatoon. Yes, by all means, the universe of Splatoon is big. And regard to Xenoblade, like yeah, Xenoblade is big. Right? Yes, it is. <laughs> Spanning all the games from the the three major games to X to whatever in between, even like the. If they if the manga media materials, whatever it may be, or even drama CDs, they could do so much with Xenoblade. And if Monolith Soft wants to do so, then yeah, these two IPs are are clear potentials. So like, yeah, please invest in us. Like, I don't know, Mappa Studios have studio triggers. I don't know, have one of these great anime studios to invest. Like, uh, um, yeah, and Nintendo, can you give us some capital to actually make these things for you? We'll do it exclusive deal. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, for Splatoon, there's there's a lot of potential, as you said. Well, one I thought of is if they want to go away from the like the lore because like the games flesh that out in their own way, mm-hmm. they could kind of make it. I don't want to say like a kid show, but like a, a kid teen drama kind of thing where it's like a team of Inklings trying to rise up through the turf war ranks, and like they have rivals that are Octarians. Because uh, uh, I, I would argue because again, it has to be a Squid Kid. Uh, are they teens? I mean, there's a technical account in that. I didn't mean like they're they're actually teens. I meant they're like it's like like a teen style drama, you know, like it's about it's like like Persona, you know, it's about you know relationships and you know coming together for a cause and whatever. There's a lot of ways they could play this, and they could make it like there's a grand tournament that's hosted by like the Squid Sisters or Off the Hook or Deep Cut, and they're trying to be like the ultimate team like the ultimate turf war team. i mean of course you gotta have a, you gotta have a tournament arc in any anime everything needs tournaments everything <laughs> needs tournaments so and of course obligatory hot springs <laughs> yeah i mean we do have we do have a stage now in in splatoon 3 now yes and for the record there is a uh bathhouse in persona 5 yeah 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 so yes you can of course you have bathhouses <laughs> it's true all right but uh but yeah, Splatoon, Splatoon, because of its, how do I want to say it, looseness with, like, plot in general, mm, because mm, it's mm, more mm. of a gameplay title than a story title, that's just the yes. fact. Right, right, right. There, there are multiple paths they could take. They could follow the lore, or they could just make their own story about Inklings or Octarians, and, you know, I think there's a lot of potential in that. With Xenoblade, the, the way they do that is obvious. They dedicate a large season to one game. Like, they, they go as many episodes as possible to tell the story of Shulk, and then go to X and tell the story of New Los Angeles, and then jump over to 2 with Rex, Pyra, and Mithra, and then they dedicate, like, a thousand episodes to Xenoblade Chronicles 3 so they can give us all the emotional storytelling we deserve. 
<laughs> I mean, there's definitely a lot of ideas how they can definitely uh, go out with these the Zinvade anime line. I mean, if anything else, I I I don't wouldn't even mind if they they went the whole Hellsing Ultimate route and actually have only one episode per year and just like focus on an episode with that much production drama uh, animation. I don't know, like if you're gonna do something like this, by all means, like do whatever you want with it, just as long as like obviously won't expand and show the original source material. So yeah. Could you imagine? I know this could be so. This would be so mean. This would be so mean if they did Xenoblade Chronicles Three as an anime. Oh, actually, I can't talk about that because that's a huge spoiler. Because you're too hurt. <laughs> All right. Let me put it this way: in the third game, there is a uh, let's call it a trial. It's not really a trial, but let's call it a trial. And the character is found guilty, and this guilty verdict has massive impact on the rest of the game, okay? I'm being as vague as possible. If they were to do the season finale where the guilty verdict is handed down and that's the cliffhanger, like, and the like the, the, the punishment, if you will, happens, and that's the cliffhanger for the next season, that would be so mean. Because those who haven't played the game will want to be, like, d- dreading for the next, like, couple months or whatever <laughs> to find out what happened. Because it's, it is one of the most emotional moments in the game, this trial. And, like, I was crying. I'm like, this can't be happening. How did they get the guilty verdict? This doesn't make any sense. And then, you know, the season premiere would be the reveal of what happens. And, like, that would be <laughs> so emotional. But, like, I-, I love the, especially with what's happened just recently with not just anime, but video game adaptations in general. Like, let's say Sonic Prime. Um, and hopefully with Nier Automata when it comes out. There's, this is a perfect, this is the perfect time, the perfect era to make an uh, an anime of, of certain video game titles because the fans will want it. Uh, there the, they have there are plenty of studios out where, out there that can do it, like and do it well. And all you need is the the mo- is the motivation and desire to say, hey, let's take a shot at this. Because remember, Cyberpunk Edge Runners was like just there, like oh, it's gonna happen, and then it came out and what was it? It was like the greatest thing ever, and it brought back uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, like. An anime did that. An anime revitalized a game that everyone felt was dead. And that's that's the power of making something good. Like, so. Yeah, yeah, like, I, I feel like this will definitely also help with the case of, like, the video game adaptation market. Like, yeah, uh, my apologies, because, like, this, uh, it also kind of goes well into the topic. Like, I'm not sure if any of you guys have heard the story. Like, New Druckmann says, like, here's hoping that our live action uh, Last of Us will break the, the curse of, of poor uh, video game adaptations. Like, uh, New Druckmann, where the heck have you been these past few years? Okay. The, the, like, the Sonic <laughs> movies, all that, this. Where right. the heck have you been these whole years? Oh, no, okay, I, I, I think that I feel that, and, I, and I'm not a Last of Us fan or a uh, you know, Naughty Dog fan or whatever. I feel like that quote's getting taken out of context here. He's not saying that, okay, there's a lot of ways you can look at this. The first is that, oh, he's just not paying attention. Yes, that does sound like it, but I don't feel that way. Think about, but think about what the curse is. And we've talked about it on the show, but let's just dive back into this. Think about what the curse is really, all right? It's the idea that no matter what franchise they bring, 9.5 times out of 10, they're terrible, okay? Like, think of Resident Evil and Blood Rain and Hitman. Oh, yeah, yeah, Hitman. I include Hitman in there. Uh, Assassin's Creed and whatever. You, and the second Mortal Kombat movie. 
not, not the first or the third. The first one was is always gonna be the beloved one. But, that, but that's the thing. But that's the thing. You could, we could all think of one movie. We can all think of like one or two movies that actually were good. The first Mortal Kombat. The first Tomb Raider. Uh, there was another one. I, I, it was just off the top of my head. Uh, anyway, and then the Sonic like, movies. No, so I'm, I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. But like for the longest time. That was it. It was like the first Mortal Kombat movie, then they screwed it with a sequel, then the first Tomb Raider, then they screwed it with a sequel. And <laughs> it was like, but then everything else was bad. It was like, you had that one bright moment where you're thinking, okay, they're going to pull this out, and then they just drag it back down under. Okay? And then with Detective Pikachu, not Sonic, Detective Pikachu, things started to change. Then with Sonic, things started to change. But what's the difference here? What's the difference between those and Last of Us? One is about furry creatures. <laughs> All right. They're, they brought. <laughs> think about it. They really brought cartoon characters, like video game cartoon characters, into live action settings and tried to make them work. And they did work. They absolutely worked. The box office proves that. With this, I feel he's saying this in more of the live action sense. Like this is more about the humans and not the creatures. All right. Like even even the Sonic fans will tell you, you know, Sonic and Tails are great, but do we really need all the human stuff? Like really, <laughs> outside outside of Robotnik, obviously, because Jim Carrey is great. But I, I feel like that's what he's saying. He's not saying that there haven't been good video game adaptations, but like, this is the one where you'll be like, this is the perfect adaptation. Like, this is one for one, absolutely beautiful. You can't pick this apart. It's breaking a trend by not sucking right after we just had this good stuff. I feel that's, that's what he was going for. He, did he convey that perfectly? He did not. But I feel like people are blowing this up just because we have had two good Sonic movies. But you can still you can have two good things and still have a curse all right like the, the point of the curse is how enduring it was because of all the crap we still need more good stuff to break the curse all right that that's all i'm saying so and if and if the adaptation is bad i don't think it will be because pedro pascal is immortal all right <laughs> if it's bad then the curse endures and then this just proves the point that we we needed it to be better but it wasn't so there that's all i'm saying Moving on <laughs> <laughs> to our final piece of news, Fire Emblem Engage. Uh, there's been some couple interesting pieces of news from this in the last uh, couple days. The first is that we will have co-op in some fashion. Now, it's still a little light on details. There was an eight-minute trailer that was released recently, but it was only in Japanese. I haven't seen a full translation yet. When it happens, I'll post it on the website, I promise. But for now, <clears throat> sorry. We're going off of uh, insider information, and for the co-op, they know that there will be online maps that you can have fun with with friends. And, okay, the tweet translated to tie-in trial, online only, is a trial that aims to clear by cooperating with other online players and playing one map while taking turns like a relay. So it'll be your turn, it'll be player two's turn, player three's turn, player four's turn, etc., etc. And uh, judging by how they framed the the tweet I'm looking at, you can, you can have quite a few players in here. It's not implied how many, but I'm seeing like eight characters on the stage. So maybe you control one, each one controls one player. I don't know. But this would be the first true online features for Fire Emblem to my knowledge, outside of obviously downloading DLC like we talked about earlier. So am I right on that? I feel like I'm right on I that. believe so. I mean, the only thing... Uh, no, no, because that's still not... Yeah, I think it's the first one. It's multiplayer functionality. Yeah. So, 
we'll, we'll have to see. But this is exciting because that means I can play with Scott and others and, you know, see what the online is like, which I will do. We can I screw each other over. I mean, no, we can do good. <laughs> on the oh, map. That was you. I, just I mean, if anything, so it's like going to be <laughs> similar to like the summoner duels and fucking fame, maybe. So I don't know. Mate. That's the only clue we got so far. So who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's a that's a big one. And um, I. I think it'll be fun. The other thing that they announced recently is that there were going to be unlockable side missions. So not unlike what we had with, say, uh, Fire Emblem Awakening or Fates, where if you do certain things, you can unlock side missions to get new characters or unlock special items and everything. So the game seems to be having a lot of content, which is what we absolutely expect from a Fire Emblem game at this point, especially after what we had with Three Houses with the past. It, it, this does not imply that there are paths in the game that I know of. But you never know. We still we still know precious little about some of these things. Yeah, there's, it's still pretty light on the details in that regard. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, okay, Fire Emblem Engage is coming out on the 20th next year. We are well under a month until it yep. comes out. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention one thing. Ike got his trailer. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And he's a boss because, of course, he is because he's Ike. I mean, if they didn't make him a boss, it'd be a problem. Oh, I can't. I'd find a way. So, uh, but I, I, I'm excited for this game. I really am. Like, I'm finding out about all these characters and the, the, the lords that are coming back, and the game looks beautiful. And hopefully, that new eight-minute trailer comes out soon, so we can get even more details about it. But this will be another game where I'm sure I'm going to be sinking many, many hours into it, and I look forward to it. <laughs> All right, so we're going to have a two-part main event, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're going to be talking first about uh, kind of a, a little bit of a Nintendo grading, talking about what we thought about Nintendo in 2022 and just overall what they did right, a few things they did wrong. I know we talked about this earlier with our game review and uh, disappointments, but just we're going more of a general, general what, what we felt Nintendo did right this year and everything. And then we are going to... Reveal the winner of the 2022 Nintendo Draft. I know a lot of you are excited about that one. And uh, hint, I won. I'm kidding. I don't know. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't tallied the points yet. But uh, it's it's going to be interesting. So, gentlemen, let's have, for the last time in 2022, a Nintendo discussion. All right, so again, we are going to start with our personal thoughts of how Nintendo did in 2022. And Will, let's start with you. Overall, how do you think Nintendo fared this year? Well, if anything else, like Nintendo did fairly, I mean, it, they did pretty good for the most part. If anything else, obviously, of course, like the major thing is with them, like being badgered along with like, oh, the Switch Pro and all that, with, with all these different games and uh, yada, yada. Of course, they actually, one, they had RCS to, to start us off, and now like, they ended up with Scarlet and Violet. It's just like definitely an interesting twist, if anything else. Of course, there's definitely the other games that released it later. I mean, obviously, the one thing I'm just very happy for is Persona. Uh, Persona 5 finally coming out all the begging from all of us. So, so that... much time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we finally get Persona coming on the Switch finally. And 
like and of course naturally xenoblade definitely carried much of the weight of nintendo this year so like aside from that and like did it pretty solid it's nothing much i can't really say too much uh criticism aside from like the basic things like one get a better power or like the nintendo switch online service which they still have to improve one way or another uh, but aside from that, they did pretty decently. I mean, it's not like um, like the inaugural year of Switch, but it's still pretty solid for the most part. So if anything else, I'll probably like give it up like a, a little grade of like a B minus maybe. So that's probably where I'm sitting at. Yeah, uh, those are those are some excellent points, Will. All right, Scott, how about you? Your general overall, what did you feel about Nintendo this year? <laughs> I actually agree with well about the grade with Will about it being a B. I think. The best thing that Nintendo did this year was definitely their quantity of games. They had a lot of releases this year. Mm-hmm. And they had a lot of things that to show for like all their studios and all their developers. Though they still had some of their hiccups in the sense of like say Mario Strikers, where we had a solid base, but like nothing to do with that solid base. Yeah, there wasn't yeah, a lot yeah. in it. And that's Kind of, I think the common thing is that they were so worried about releasing a lot of games that they weren't necessarily always focusing on either polishing or making sure they had the content to justify those games being made kind of a deal. Um, We have a lot of, like, things after the fact. Like, we have a lot of, like, free updates for, say, like, Switch Sports. We have a lot of free updates for, like, Mario Strikers. That does show that there was more things being cooked in the oven for those games before they were released. And I'm glad that they did give a lot of those out for free, to be honest. <laughs> Would have been annoying if they were all like DLC that should have been in the game in the first place. I do appreciate that we got some really solid games of like the Poke- both Pokemon games this year were solid, in my opinion. Agreed. I do think that Scarlet and Violet probably could have been in the cooker a bit longer to make yeah. sure that it had some performance yeah. <laughs> optimization in some regards. <laughs> But I still think overall the game is fantastic in terms of what it is trying to do with its ambition. And I think that was actually, I think, probably the title I would give Nintendo this year would be Ambitious. They cooked, they pushed out a lot of stuff this year. They gave us, like, Live Alive, Triangle Strategy. We got a bunch of, like, third-party games that I weren't actually really expecting. We got freaking Persona this year. Mm-hmm. So I, I agree with Will that it would probably be around a B or a B minus, and where I would put they stand, and that's just solely based on if every game that they had out was like a solid of solid banger in terms of content and performance, it would probably have been an A. But the problem is it wasn't that fact. We had some games, and more than one that felt like they needed to have more time in the oven before they were released. Yeah, you made you made some great points too, Scott. And absolutely on uh, Pokemon, you know, they had two great titles, but one could have been greater. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a thing, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, as for me, my I I would say that pretty much all my desires, for lack of a better term, were satisfied with Nintendo this year. I mean, we had the great pokemon title right at the beginning and now they're appearing to be doing a trend of that of having big titles in january which i totally dig um third party support was huge uh which we'll be talking about soon in the, the nintendo draft grade because someone asked for lots of nintendo third party support and we absolutely got that so they're getting a point but who made the pick um 
I, I was I was satisfied by all the third party games that I played, including of course now Persona Five Royal. Now that it's finally finally on Switch, <laughs> um, I mean the only disappointment third party wise is was probably Kingdom Hearts. So yeah, that made me sad. Yeah, oh, it's, <laughs> it's going to make you sadder really soon. Let's see. Um, <laughs> in terms of, but I think for me, the biggest thing that Nintendo did right was just loading this year with so many great titles to look forward to, even if you weren't a fan of these franchises in the first place. Like, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, I think that was on more people's radars because of the success of 2, but when it came out and everyone's like praising the story, and now that it was a Game of the Year nominee, I think more people are going to check out that franchise than ever before. Splatoon, with its epic launch, you know, Japan is over the moon with that franchise. <laughs> um, Kirby! Kirby in the Forgotten Land. I've seen so many people praising that game for the right reasons. I, I love that game, but everyone's like, this might be like the forgotten gem because of what happened with Splatoon and Fire Emblem, or not Fire Emblem, but Xenoblade <laughs> and Pokemon and all that. But like Kirby had a its best-selling game ever on Switch this year. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was good. And then, then for the casual audience, you had Nintendo Switch Sports. And, you know, that sold very well despite the long delay between it and we, we play. Uh, yeah, remember, I said we play, not we sports. That's because that was a sequel, uh, or the Wii Sports Resort even, and then ending it with Pokemon, and then like that month in October with like all all the third party games. You know, Nintendo did so much in this year, and I, I honestly just wonder how they're going to try and top it with 2023 outside of Zelda. Because I mean, sure, we got Zelda, but we need more than Zelda and Fire Emblem. You know, there's there's months after May or so I'm told. So grade wise, I'd probably give it a B plus to an A minus. The things that they suffered in were uh, Battle League with its DLC content, which I know a lot of people complained about. Um, and the, then, of course, Scarlet and Violet with its unrefinement. And I don't want to say Advance Wars was a misstep because of the, the war in Ukraine. <laughs> and, but I, it felt like that could have been another big hit this year. And I'm not totally on the side of what Tyler was. If you recall, Tyler was not a fan of this move when it first came out. But I feel like they could have released it by now. Like it could have been like the December release right before Christmas and it would have done well, but we'll just have to, and that, that now is in their back pockets, but I do hope that that game gets released because it, it really needs to be. So I give it a B plus to a minus. Um, I think Nintendo had a great year. They could, could they done more? Absolutely. Could, could we have gotten a lot less? Absolutely. Oh yeah. <laughs> like we could have like removed like one or two of these games. And the year wouldn't have felt as good, but not just from a sales perspective, but like an overall perspective. We could have had a lackluster 2022 if even just two of these games were taken out, like say Splatoon and Arceus. Like that, imagine those two games not being a part of this year. Um, I'm glad what we got. I've had a fun year with my Switch, as my uh, year in review results proved. I've played the Switch quite a bit. <laughs> and I can't wait for them to, to see how much I put. I can't wait to see how much I put into Persona and Fire Emblem Gage and Triangle Strategy and not Triangle Strategy, uh, Octopath Traveler 2 and all these other games that we be playing next year. It's going to be a lot of fun. And again, the Nintendo Draft next year, or yeah, literally next year, is going to be a fun <laughs> one to pick because there's a lot of things we're going to have to decide upon. So, <laughs> yeah. Could Nintendo do better still? Absolutely. And they're going to be facing even stiffer competition once the uh, microprocessor issues all get sorted out. But they are far and away above where we probably thought they were at the beginning of the year. Because we still knew very little about this year at the beginning of it. We were like, I'm looking at all of our picks for the draft. And it's like, <laughs> this is going to happen. Yeah. This is going to happen. And like, only some of it has happened. So, 
Yeah. All right. Uh, I do apologize for this next segment. I forgot to... I had a list that had all of our Nintendo draft picks on it. I transferred my data to my computer, and I lost the list. So I've been through the podcast going in and, and uh, retyping up all of the picks that we had. And so while we're talking about who won and who lost, I will still be writing what the final results were. I'm almost done. I'm in round three, which is the final round. So Scott, I want to start with you because, yeah, you didn't do good. <laughs> I figured because I remember one of them was reliant on a specific game we talked about. <laughs> uh-huh. Actually, multiple games that we've talked about. Your first pick in the draft was native Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was optimistic. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to talk about how badly you failed there, Scott? It works on Steam Deck. <laughs> yeah. I understand. I was listening to the conversation about this and like this for the record, the cloud the cloud ports had already been announced and Scott was like, We need the native ports. He even emphasized in the in the episode, it has to be native ports of Kingdom Hearts. I'm like, Yeah, right with you, Scott. It didn't happen. It did not. It did not. <laughs> it did not at all. And uh yeah. That, that, that's a big L. That's a big L. But don't worry, you're not the only one who took an L. Um, <laughs> but let's go to your second pick, because this was your, and I quote, unsafe pick of the draft. <laughs> oh, boy. Do you remember what it was? I think I do, actually. What was it? Goldeneye. No. Oh, it wasn't that. Okay. That was your, that was your safe pick, and technically you were right on that one, but I'm going to, okay. I'll get to that. No, your second pick was Age of Calamity DLC. Oh, yes. Yeah, I was not anticipating them, instead of doing that, to doing three hopes. I was not expecting to just get a whole new game out of that. I thought they were just going to do a DLC. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So yeah. Sorry. <laughs> As I said, I was optimistic, but this was the wrong kind of optimistic. Yeah. And then your third one was GoldenEye on Switch, which you were right about. I mean, it, it hasn't come, has come out? It hasn't, but it has been announced. Okay, I'm going to count it's... that as announced because that's, yeah. just, that, that's just a timing issue. This this one I will give you the pass on. Yeah. Uh, you said, and even specifically said it, you, it was likely going to come to Nintendo Switch Online because I asked you about that. I said, is it going to be a straight-up port or is it going to be an uh, online thing? Because you, you know, it's probably going to be an online thing. And you were right. And, and in fact, I think it's actually coming out next month, I think. Yeah, I think it's supposed to come out early 2023. So there you go. You're like off by a month. I, I'm not going to fault you for that, especially given that it was specifically announced that you had a little separate trailer to show that it was coming to Switch. And in yeah. fact, we're getting special, I think we're getting online play. Now, how, how do they say it? Local online play, which none of the other systems you're getting the port are getting. Yep. So that's If you want to play with friends, get Nintendo. There you go. <laughs> that... <laughs> that should be their new slogan. Do you, you have friends? Do you want to play video games with friends? Get a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> we would like to play with your friends. All right. Next up, we have Tyler's picks. And Tyler, just know we're mocking you from the grave. Uh, your first pick, Tyler, which I'll admit you kind of got close on. Nintendo was going to need to have two Game of the Year picks at the Game Awards. Yeah, he was going for the 20, 20, 2017 year, uh, where we had Mario and Zelda in Game of the Year, if you recall. <laughs> he, he wanted that this year. And I'm going to grant him, we had the contenders. 
I feel we had the contenders between Arceus, Xenoblade, and I'll even put, throw Splatoon 3, because I think that was a, that, that game was just stood out. Um, not Scarlet and Violet. There was no... If that game got... That was not going to make it. That, that <laughs> yeah. Like, remember when PUBG was announced as a Game of the Year nominee? What it was? It was <laughs> when I was on Steam Early Access and everyone was it. Another reason why Jeff Keighley sucks. Oh, sorry, that was Tyler. <laughs> sorry, that was Tyler. <laughs> he threw me. Um, but, like, that, that would have been that kind of a pick. But if Arceus had gotten in, I would tell you what men deserve. But sadly, we only got Xenoblade, so Tyler, you failed. The second one, Tyler, you actually got right. I know, shocker. He asked for significant third-party support for the Switch in 2022, and he absolutely was right on this one. We got uh, Triangle Strategy, which is a big hit. As we announced last week, it got a million seller. We got Nier Automata port. We got uh, Persona 5 port, finally. And then we got Mario Rabbit, Sparks of Hope, and Bayonetta 3. Among other things, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, October was the month, okay? <laughs> like, that was the month of, of third parties. Like, every super major thing happened in October, but outside of Triangle Strategy. But that was significant third party support. Can we all agree on that? Oh, yes. yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So, um, I, I just feel that. You know, Nintendo at one point, especially like during the Wii era, didn't really have the third-party support. But then Wii U, for whatever reason, started to turn it around. And the Switch was like, oh, yeah, we'll make games for Nintendo again. Like, where were you the last 10 years? Okay. <laughs> but, and, and that this is something that we're going to have to rely on again for 2023, especially with some of the uncertainties about what's going to happen. Look, And we already know we technically have lost one thing. It's Triangle Strategy. Dang it. Octopath Traveler 2. I have Triangle Strategy on my mind now. Octopath Traveler 2 is not exclusive. It is multi-platform, which, right, right, right. which I'm not mad about, as long as it plays well on the Switch. All right? Because, like, remember, you made it for Switch first, and we made it popular. So remember who brought you to the dance, all right? <laughs> we, can't, we can't say that about Kingdom Hearts. We can say that about Octopath Traveler And then Tyler's third one, which I'm listening to as I'm talking to you right now. Uh... Here we go. Okay, he said he wanted strong second-tier support. Like, second-tier Nintendo IP. He said, like, Donkey Kong, Xenoblade, and basically non-Mario Zelda tier. So I'll leave this to you guys. Did he get a point? Because he did get Xenoblade. We did get Xenoblade Chronicles 3 this year, which we did not know about in January. All right? That's true. I don't know if I could... Will we count... Will we say Splatoon is second-tier? Mm, that is. I mean, Splatoon is first party. I mean, no, 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 not, not second. It's not second party, second tier. Second tier, so as like, if so it's like, not like an iconic one. Yeah. So, so like top tier is Mario, Zelda, Smash Brothers, uh, Mario Kart, uh, that kind of thing. Second tier is like Donkey Kong's, your Fire Emblems, Xenoblades. Will we count Splatoon in second tier? I think that's fair. I guess. I guess. It's like the weird. 1.52 tier, whatever. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, I mean, after Splatoon 3, I think it'd be fair to say second tier because of its sales, but not before. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's two. So Xenoblade and, and Splatoon. Kirby? Where would Kirby rank? Would that be first or second tier? I'd say that's first, first yeah, tier. I'd it's say Kirby. Kirby's first. Yeah, Kirby's yeah. been around forever. He's 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 like one of the four in Smash Brothers, right? I mean, it's Mario, yeah. Mario, Link, Kirby, Pikachu, and Samus is five. So yeah, okay. So sorry, not on that one, Tyler. Uh, Switch Sports is not on a tier. <laughs> uh, it's it's a thing. <laughs> Strikers is 
third tier because it's a sports game. Um, so that's two picks for the second tiers. And then we had two Pokemon games, Kirby's first tier. So no, actually, I don't think that he would get that point because he said strong showing throughout the year. We got two in like two months. And we're, we're being generous with Splatoon. So no. I'll give him a half a point. Let's be generous. I'll be the benevolent host. <laughs> and but yeah, we, we didn't we didn't get Donkey Kong. We didn't get another Metroid. We, def, we didn't get Fire Emblem outside of Heroes, obviously. So no, I'm not, I don't feel comfortable giving him that point. So half a point because he did get a couple of the games, but not a full point, Tyler. So sorry. All right. So your total is one point five, which means you are ahead of Scott. So nice job. <laughs> and now to Williams' picks. Dear, dear William, your first one, I am so proud that you got right. Do you remember your first pick? I I, I have a goldfish memory. I'm sorry. <laughs> first of all, goldfish have much better memories than you, than you think. That was proven by Mythbusters. But I digress. Um, Your first pick was no Nintendo NFTs. Thank God. Oh, yes, yes. I, That's okay. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. Like, it, okay, for those of you who don't remember, and it's if you don't know about NFTs at all, thank God. But when this was happening, Konami and Square Enix had just announced their own NFT things, and it was it went over like a lead balloon. Which it it did not busted. go over well. <laughs> yeah, which was also busted about by MythBusters. But I digress. Um, I'm a MythBusters fan, if you can't tell. But the, yeah, it was bad. Like it was a fear that everyone was going. This was like really when the NFT bubble was booming to like a right and square now. enix was like going whole hard into it yeah 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 i mean look it's, it's hilarious to laugh at it now but it's hilarious to laugh at it now but at one point in time everyone was doing nfts like mm, everyone mm, and it was just like mm. what is the point of this and some people like oh, i'm making money off of this of course when some person one person makes money everyone has to try and make money off of it it's it's terrible it really is thankfully we have more or less gotten over that. I mean, crypto is still a thing, but whatever. Right, right. But right. Th thankfully, Nintendo did not succumb to the allure, the allure of NFTs. So you get a point on that, Will. I'm, <laughs> I'm so Thank proud. God. I am a proud papa. Uh, I am a proud host. Your second one, you totally got screwed on. And by that, I mean you, you picked the wrong time frame. Your second pick was that Breath of the Wild would come out this winter. Sorry, Breath of the Wild 2. Ah. <laughs> uh uh, you specifically yeah, yeah, yeah. said December, January, February. It's coming out in May. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you lose! Good day, sir! <laughs> Look, I, I understand why you did this, because everyone was just desperate for Breath of the Wild 2 news. We didn't even know the name. I just, I understand why you did this. I do. And you kind of got close. I mean, if if if, if Anuma said January, or even February, I would have given it to you because that's still the winter months. But you said specifically the winter. It's coming out in spring. Yellows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I underestimated. Okay. But hey, at least we got the title and the release date. So that's something, right? <laughs> right, something. right, 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 right. All right. Okay, here's your final pick. I'm listening to it in li live time. So exciting. <laughs> Come on. Here we go. Okay. Ooh, this is gonna be a judgment call on you and me, Scott. I'm gonna I gotta have to listen further to this. Will's third pick was that we're gonna get Splatoon 3 in the fall season. 
Uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, oh, yeah, I remember that was contentious <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Okay, hold on. Okay, okay. Hold on. Okay, Will specifically said, and I'm quoting here, September, which is when it came out. Wow, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I actually got the one down. You did. <laughs> you did. And I don't know if, oh, God, I'm going to see if you gave a specific date. I feel like we're rolling a tables on a football game right now. <laughs> like, we're going to the replay, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is real human emotion right now. And I was going to say, screw it. Who cares if you gave a specific date? But yes, you said that you said September. I thought you changed it. Oh, wait, I remember now. It was supposed to come out in July. And then it came out in September because they moved Xenoblade up to July. Remember? Right, right. Because September, September was supposed to be Xenoblade month, and then they switched it around. So, yes, you said Splatoon 3 is September. I am going to give that to you because it did September 9th. Congratulations. You have two points, and you are currently in the lead. Oh, yay. <laughs> All right, and now on to my picks, ladies and gentlemen. The first one I totally got. My first pick was Revive a Franchise that has not been on Switch. That'd be Striker's Charge, I feel there like. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and we had no indication that that was coming. So... I, I, I am very happy about that, even though I didn't play it, obviously. Um, but that is totally a win for me, because it was it ha we haven't had a game since the Wii. So that is two generations that we didn't have a game, and I am, I am happy that I was right on this one. Sadly, my second pick was not as good. Uh, I was close, but no cigar. I said Fire Emblem Remaster. Oh, okay, okay, and okay. To be clear, 2022 was full of rumors about this. There were so yes. many people. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, so many people were saying, like, Genealogy is going to get reborn, or Thracia, or, you know, Mystery of the Emblem. We did get Engage, which has some of those characters, like Leaf and Marth and all that, but we did not get a a pure remaster, which everyone is asking for, Nintendo. <laughs> I mean, the only thing we get close to is the Japanese Nintendo Switch Online with the uh, Genealogy or Holy War, but that's a straight-up re-release. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm fine with missing this one because I just I love Fire Emblem so much, and I'm very excited for Engage as we talked about earlier. And I, I want to play Genealogy of the Holy War. I've talked about this on the podcast before. I'd love to play Thracia Seven Seven Six, just so we can say that all of the titles have come to the West. Because right now it's three: it's Mystery of the Emblem, it's oh actually it's four: it's Mystery of the Emblem, Binding Blade, which is the pre no, the sequel to Blazing Sword. Uh, Thracia and Genealogy. So that's four games that we totally could play. It would totally look great with the modern graphics, especially on the Switch. It would help pad things. Like, I really felt that they released one this year and then released Engage next year. That would have been awesome. But sadly, we did not get that. But, oh well. Looks like Three Hopes messed over that one for you, too. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> I, I, I completely forgot about Three Hopes for a second. Like, yeah, we did get a Fire Emblem game this year. Oh, wait, yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> but remember, that was also my, my disappointment of the year, so that, that I can understand why I blocked that from my memory. <laughs> That's right, I said it. Alright. Hold on. Okay, so this is my final pick, and I'm going to have a long pause here because I need to read. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to edit it down, so don't worry about it. But here is my third pick. Oh, I said it was a bold choice. That's not going to end well for me. I said we need to have a Nintendo Bitcoin. Oh, did you really say that? <laughs> okay, I did say that, but I said it jokingly. Off. 
I was going to say, okay, I don't think that okay, was the actual okay. thing. <laughs> no, that was not the actual thing. But I, I did make that joke. I'm glad, I'm glad 12 months later, it's still getting a reaction. Okay, I said it's about Sakurai. Ooh, this is getting more intense by the moment. Okay, my third pick is that Daddy Sakurai announces a new Kid Icarus game. Half. Well, no, no, not no, announce. Not I will, no. give, I will not give myself a point. He teased it in the, in the in the videos, but he did not say. He just said, "Wouldn't it be cool if that were to happen?" And that would be a port, and not a new game. Uh, so right, no, right. I did not. Now, ironically, I did say in there that he needs a new project. <laughs> I could have said was his video series, but then I then I kept talking and said Kid Icarus. So my third pick was asking for a Kid Icarus se uprising sequel, and we did not get that. So I do not get a point, which means that the winner of the sixth annual Nintendo Draft is Wario Will. <laughs> <laughs> yes, with, with with two out of three possible points, and then uh, Tyler got second place with one point five, uh, and then me and me and Scott brought the rear with one. <laughs> we just have to both blame Fire Emblem Three Hopes. <laughs> I'm just really glad like the NFT bet was actually good. I mean, I was honestly glad that Nintendo did not win its NFTs. Can we just know that that's really low hanging fruit? That now that we look back at it, it's like, oh yeah, just don't do NFTs, Nintendo. Like that's all. That's all you have to do. <laughs> don't, don't do NFTs. What's so? What's so? What could possibly go wrong? Every day, yeah. sell half your studios to put it in NFTs. I mean, what? No. <laughs> I just want to note that in next week's episode, I'm going to do like the most basic picks ever to win. I'm gonna do like I'm gonna do like uh, Breath of the Wild Two is good. Um, uh, <laughs> Come on, not that. that will, it will show up as a nominee on the Game of the Year. No. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. And that uh um, and that they're gonna sell more switches. Yeah, <laughs> totally gonna sell more switches. And then uh, let's see, I need a third pick. Um, oh, there will not be a Nintendo Switch Pro. Oh, we didn't even talk about that, did we? There was some the rumor about there was a Nintendo Switch Pro, but then they nixed it. Shut up, just shut. It, it got canceled due to a chip shortage, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh. <laughs> Next week's episode is going to be interesting for both the Solid Splat and the Nintendo Draft. We're doing the seventh annual Nintendo Draft God World. Like, we did not intend to do this this long, I don't think, when we started this in 2015, 2014. But mm. we did. <laughs> yeah, going We're... through so many guest hosts and main hosts. And, yeah, and the colleagues. host. The, <laughs> the host. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's been a fun ride so far. And so far, seven years. Um, we hope that you've had a fun with Nintendo and with us in 2022. Let us know uh, what your favorite memories were of both us and of the games in 2022. And for 2023, we're just going to keep bringing you Nintendo fun, Nintendo joy, and hopefully less Jock Keeley. So, <laughs> with that, we are ending this episode of the Nintendo Entertainment Podcast. I will not say his name. I will not say his name. He's already been spoken of multiple times. Yeah, Ike. Yeah, Ike. <laughs> we like Ike. We like Ike. But uh, again, let us know your favorite memories of Nintendo 2022. Your 
favorite games that you played or the ones you're already looking forward to for 2023. Uh, are you happy about Sakurai being semi-retired, only semi-retired? And do you think a Splatoon and Xenoblade anime could work? Let us know in the comments below. So for Skull Kid Scott and Warrior Will, I am Triforce Tile. Ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time. We are not analyzing. We've made it to the end of the level. So raise the flag.